Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. The worst of the rioting came just after dawn when police faced a hail of stones, bottles, iron bars, and petrol bombs. The missiles were hurled from behind barricades of upturned and burning cars. It began in Upper Parliament Street, one of the main roads out of the city centre, and ammunition was all around in derelict sites and empty houses. Around the time Willie Russell was writing Blood Brothers, rioting in Liverpool was the lead story on the news. In July 1981, these riots lasted for days. The Liverpudlian writer Ronnie Hughes remembers that. Liverpool in the 1980s felt like the front line of a war zone, a class war. For any play to last, let alone be produced as often as Blood Brothers still is, it must have ideas and characters which appeal to people outside the place and time when it was written. Otherwise, why would people still be interested in watching a play written over 35 years ago? But literature grows out of a particular context. And it helps our understanding of the play if we know something about the times in which it was written. The early 1980s was a very turbulent time in British cities, and nowhere more so than in Liverpool. Knowing a bit about this will help you understand the story of Mickey and Edward more clearly. In the late 1970s and early 80s, there was a worldwide economic recession which hit Britain badly. In a recession, businesses struggle because people simply don't have the money to buy their products. At this time, many northern English cities, like Liverpool, depended on traditional industries: the docks, manufacturing, and mining. As employers tried to cut costs, factories closed down, and many workers were made redundant. As Mickey is in the play, in 1982, three million people, 12 and a half percent of the whole British workforce, were unemployed. This didn't happen overnight, of course. Throughout the 70s and 80s, trade unions and employers had been in conflict as the interests of workers and business clashed. There were major strikes in many industries, which often led to real hardship and class bitterness. When Margaret Thatcher was elected as Prime Minister of the Conservative government in 1979, she made it a priority to reduce the power of the unions and make it easier for businesses to make workers redundant or cut their production costs. Controversial policies, which, right or wrong, certainly caused even more hardship for the industrial working classes and the unemployed. But the pain wasn't spread evenly. In cities which depended on heavy industry, on factory jobs, and on mining or dockyards, unemployment was much higher. Working-class jobs were disappearing fast. Liverpool had some of the worst unemployment rates in the country, running at 20% for much of the early 1980s. Like all cities, Liverpool has its green, well-off areas where the professional and middle classes live. And its poorer estates. 
Professional people were much less severely affected by the recession. In some parts of the city, though, life was desperate. In an inner-city area called Vauxhall, Tate and Lyle closed a sugar plant in 1981 and 1,500 people lost their jobs, in an area where 46% of workers were already unemployed. And these were experienced workers. You can imagine that for young people leaving school, the future seemed very bleak indeed in places like Liverpool. This is the critical difference between Mickey and Eddie. University offered a future and a way out for those who were able to go. But in 1980, only about 14% of young people in England went to university, compared to over 50% in 2016. Children from families like the Johnstons would simply not have seen it as an option. They would have expected to go through school, leave and get an unskilled job, or learn a trade if they were lucky. But suddenly, those jobs were no longer there. Let's go back to those young people chucking stones and petrol bombs at the police in the summer of 1981. So what have they got to do with Mickey and Edward? Well, one of the major factors in those riots was race. They happened in an area with a large black community, whose young men felt targeted and harassed by the police force. Some people even refer to those disturbances as race riots. This, of course, doesn't relate to Russell's play, although it is very important, and a lot has been written about it elsewhere if you want to know more. On the other hand, many of the people who were there at the time say that the riots weren't just about race, and certainly both black and white teenagers were involved. They were also about social class, and about the hopelessness and anger felt by young people, mainly young men, who saw no future for themselves and felt a bitter sense of injustice. Young men like Mickey and Sammy. This injustice is the major theme of Blood Brothers. It's at the heart of the play, as it is at the heart of much of Russell's writing. Looking at news reports of the time, it's interesting to note that these rioters are almost all young men, and that reflects ideas about men's and women's roles at the time. Up to now, it had been expected that men would be the main wage earners, while women would look after the home and children. Many women did work, many had to of course, but women's jobs were generally much less well paid and less secure than men's jobs had been. But it was the traditional male jobs which were disappearing the fastest. The typical female work roles, secretarial, caring, hairdressing, cleaning, were squeezed too, as people had less money to spend, but they weren't decreasing as quickly. This often added to the misery of those men who had seen themselves as the head of the family, providing for their children, and now they were having to rely on women for the little money that was coming into the home. Their pride was devastated. We might see marriage more as an equal partnership now, but these feelings ran deep. No wonder Mickey ended up feeling a failure and taking antidepressants. So, why is all of this relevant for your exam? Well, you probably know that you will be marked on four assessment objectives in your exam. If you're not sure what this means, have a listen to the last podcast in the series, which explains the exam setup in detail. One of these, AO3, asks you to show that you understand how the text you've studied 
relate to the time and context in which they were written. This doesn't mean you have to learn loads of information about the 1980s and the Thatcher government, and certainly don't write lots about it in the exam, but where a knowledge of the background helps you to understand why a character feels, acts or speaks in a certain way, or why a writer makes a certain choice, then you should explain it. The key is to only mention context when it is relevant to a particular part of the text that you're writing about. So, it's important to know a little about the Liverpool that Willie Russell grew up in. In some ways, it's very different from today. The derelict buildings have largely gone, the city looks smarter and more prosperous. The class system in England is not as rigid as it was, but it hasn't completely disappeared. As you study the play, think about what Russell has to say about our society, and how far you think young people have a fair chance in life these days. For Mickey, finding himself redundant and without a decent education in the early 1980s, life must have felt hopeless. And when he finally learns the truth in the most heartbreaking moment of the play, he is uncontrollable with rage and yells at his mother. Why didn't you give me away? I could have been... I could have been him! Tate and Lyle, the sugar manufacturers, have today announced the closure of their Liverpool refinery with the loss of 1,700 jobs. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.